At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Welcome to the show. Today, the author brand show. You're going to want to take notes and uh, know there is a rational thoughts coming. They're just not going to come right away because I'm going to talk first. But we are bringing on a storyteller with a message. Uh, she's always looking for adventure and always has a story to tell. And she decided to capture some of her life stories a few years ago. Something to save her, save her lessons learned from her two daughters. So this unexpected journey to create a blog, which led to writing her first children's book. And now she's published three children's books with uh, books four and five on the way. So she recently started a podcast called Storytellers with a Message. Love that. Uh, it's a fun podcast where storytellers can tell of their personal experiences and what they've learned from them. And we all need a little learning every day. Um, so after 20 years of working in the world of business operations, Lori's walked away from the corporate world to work for a nonprofit organization. I want to hear about that, Lori. Uh, her desire to continue writing children's books and to continue telling her stories in hopes of conveying important core values to readers and listeners of all ages. So welcome to the show today, children's storyteller, Lori. Lori, <laughs> how are you doing? Hi, Doug. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good. Very, very, good, very good to have you on. So why should people listen to us today? Oh, gosh, because we're going to talk about kids' books and how important they are. A little engine that could, one of my favorites. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones out there. There are. And, you know, I've, I get calls as a publisher every once in a while for, for publishing those things. And my first question is, wow, there's, there's so much fun and colorful and more expensive to print than a leadership book and nonfiction. How do you distribute those? How do you get those books in the, the hands of kids when the kids don't have credit cards? How's that work? Well, it's not about the kids buying them, right? It's about right. mom and dad and grandpa and aunts and uncles. And yeah, and, uh, yeah so the idea is to, is to get them out in front of the kids or in front of the audience per se. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, kids books, the most important thing about kids books is that you can relate a message to the reader. Sometimes it's to the reader, not to the kid. To the reader, not the kid. Isn't the kid reading the book? You mean the buyer? Well, well, the parents are reading the books usually to the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. The parents reading with them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kids usually with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Don't yell at your child. Oh, good, good advice, mom. Yeah, read this book. Right? Well, and the thing is, kids' books are so cool because you can read them with your child yeah. and then you can open up a conversation or a dialogue, you know, whatever that message is that you want to talk about. And so it's yeah. a really good way to sometimes you can talk about subjects or topics that you might not just, you know, be walking through the grocery store and talk about. So, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I remember, I remember when the, um, when the Clinton sex scandal exploded in the uh, in the media, and I think my daughter was like six or something like that, and she looked at the newspaper and said, "What does sex mean?" You know, <laughs> right off the bat, I said, "Oh, it's a gender thing. It's you know, male female, right?" That's what I just <laughs> nice, right. quick. <laughs> That's quick. Um, all right, so you got into this by accident. Tell me about that story. You were sitting there talking to kids and making up a story, or how did it go? Oh gosh. Well, the funniest part about it is that I was actually um, in New York with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And so the children's piece of this, the children's writing piece of this, this yeah. is how this how this happened. Uh -huh. But I was sitting uh, on a bed with my best friend and her daughter and her daughter's an illustrator. 
Mm. And I said, Hey, Katie, show me some of your illustrations. And she started showing me all these great, adorable anime Mm -hmm. illustrations. And I said, well, I have an idea. How about I just write you a story and you illustrate it? She wanted to go to SCAD, which is an art school in Savannah, Uh Georgia. And she did, she'd never had a job. She wasn't a published illustrator. I said, we'll just get you published. We'll get your, you know, get it on a resume. You'll have it as job experience. Great idea. So I write her this fun little kid's story. She illustrates the first page. Uh-huh. Never nice. touches it again. <laughs> okay. Right? So you're, you're, you got your first book done with an illustrator. And so, that was, so I didn't. I didn't. Okay. So that first book, nothing happened. She never finished it, but I had so much oh. fun learning about the process and self-publishing okay. and how you get an illustrator and all that. So I continued to write. But, um, you know, my writing started with blogging. Yeah. And just keeping, just capturing stories for my kids. I, I end up in really weird situations all the time. And so I just thought, yeah, we won't go there. And oh, uh, come on. they're kids <laughs> stories. It's nothing going to be, you know, Hey, we're not on TV here. It's my podcast. Well, I, I will definitely tell you the story of the first book. How's that? Right. Fair? Right. Fair enough. Sure. And uh, yeah. And so I decided I'd start capturing these fun, weird things that happened to me and the lesson that I learned from them. And okay. I thought, well, you know, and the reason I did that was, my grandmother passed away young. My mother passed away young. And so uh, my mom was a kindergarten teacher. She taught uh, kindergarten for 30 years and her stories uh, were hysterical and they're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to start capturing these stories. Yeah. So when these kids are older, you know, here's these experiences that I went through and what I learned and all that. That's how it all started. It okay. never was ever supposed to go any further than that. And, well, and then it ended up being a blog and then it, so that's how that happened. So okay. you so want to tell me the first story here. What's it about? Okay. So the very first story is, is called, why is there an elephant in my basement? Okay. And it's a story about excuses and accountability. And this is where it came from. Um, my daughter had a friend that needed some help. And so this young lady and her little three-year-old daughter moved into my house and I had a converted basement mm-hmm. and things didn't go very well. <laughs> what do you just, mean? It just didn't go very well. And so my older daughter calls me and she says, you know, mom, you really need to, you really need to address the elephant in the room. You really need to take care of that. I said, oh, honey, the elephant's not in the room. It's in the basement. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. And the book is born. <laughs> nice. And so this book is about excuses and accountability. Why is there an elephant in your basement? Uh-huh. Because she's hungry and the food is terrific. Because she yeah. was lonely and there's lots of friends. All these reasons, there's an elephant in the basement. And so when you get to the end of it, the answer is, why is there an elephant in your basement? Because you let him in? Because you let him in. <laughs> and like- guess what? You get to let him out. So that's how the first one started. It was very fun to write. It was very yeah. easy to write. Um, I presented it to a group of high school students. Uh-huh. And I and, uh I said, okay, guys, I'm going to read you this book. And they're like, no, Miss Lori, you're not going to read us a kid's book. No. I said, just come on, you know, please. Of course, they they love kids books. Everybody loves kids books. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Fond memories as an adult. I keep thinking of Little Engine That Could. You know, I read that one a hundred times easily. I think I can. You know, I think probably I can. Shape, probably shape my personality quite a bit because I don't quit. You know, it's, there you go. Yeah. So I read them the story and I say, guys, what it what is the basement what does that represent 
and you know, and they all kind of gave me like this, ah, oh, you know, yeah. and I yeah. said, it represents your life. Basement is your life. What's the elephant in the basement? Yeah. Stuff in your life that shouldn't be there. So we talked okay. about stuff that could be in your basement that shouldn't be there. Right. And you know what you do and how you get it out. Yeah. So here was the cool part. This is how I knew that I needed to write more because I loved yeah. it so much. Um, it was months later. And this young lady that was, you know, one of my students sits down next to me. She goes, Miss Lori, guess what? I got rid of an elephant out of my basement this week. Right. And what she said, what it was? Yeah, it was a boy thing. The boy was, wouldn't leave, huh? It was a boyfriend thing. But the cool thing is that that's what she equated it to. Yeah. You know, that she heard it, she got right. it, and she, she knew got she it. Needed, right. She knew she needed to ditch the dude. Yes. No more interspecies dating. That's a good lesson to learn. Yeah, we don't want to do that. That's good. Point. Yeah, so that's how it all started. Wonderful. I love that. Wasn't there um an old Saturday Night Live um sketch called The Thing That Wouldn't Leave? Like somebody comes <laughs> to visit you and then they never leave. Never leave. Well, and there's a yeah. book, uh, let's see, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna want a glass of milk, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, that's a movie line. They use it for something like that in a movie. Yeah. I think that's a kid's book too. Right. That's, that's brilliant. I like that. So, so you got the book done. You're, um, and you do, how did you get, give me some details on the distribution of these aunts and uncles and parents. How did you contact them? Do you have distributor or just on your own? I don't, I I'm doing it on my own and I, and I'm going to be the, the full disclosure here. I am horrible at marketing. I just am. I have a full-time job. Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of is, it's, I don't know, it's very organic. You yeah. know, I'll show it to someone. They'll say, oh, I love it. Oh, and then they show it to someone else and they say, I want, mm -hmm. I want some. And, and that's yeah. really how it grew. Facebook, um, personal connections mm -hmm. and networking is really how I've done it. It's, there's, don't, don't ever apologize for that. I forgot yeah. which, which book it was. I think it was either Eckhart Tolle's or somebody, some big famous author got like a hundred books in his trunk and would just go from town to town and talk about it at like small meetings. Yeah. And it took him like a year or so, but eventually it picked up some steam on its own and became its own entity. Yeah. It, so if I, I could think do I, it all the time. It would be different, yeah. you know? And then of course I, you know, I have a, you know, pandemic break here in the middle of it all and I work. So right. there's only so many hours. It's tough. It's tough. Well, uh, you know, this isn't a coaching session, but I would say look look for some joint venture partners in that space. Um, any large uh, parent groups, parent teacher groups, whatnot, yeah. and uh, you know, try to get them involved at some level. That's usually better because we, you know, we've been doing book marketing for you know over 13 years now. Wow! And this social media thing is run its course. You know, ah. I can only have so many people are going to look at your post. Here's my book. Well, how many times can you say that? Twice, right. maybe, before people go, shut up. That's enough. Right. You right. Know? What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. You need, you need advocates, other people championing your book. And right. yeah, the best ones, obviously, parents and teachers are really. Um, yeah. Really yeah. All right. So that's good. So you're, um, and you work for a nonprofit, right? What's I your, do. Your... I work for a nonprofit. Okay. Can you tell us about that at all? Well, I, I can tell you a little bit about it. It's it's called Educational Media Foundation, and it's a Christian organization, and they have multimedia uh, opportunities. Yeah. Spokes. So um, I do contracts management. I, I'm a I'm a business person, so I've been doing that for years. My background is actually in government. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Department of Defense. Who knew? But uh, right. yeah, I, I got I got kind of tired of the rat race in the corporate world, and so I decided right. that I really loved doing books. I really loved uh, writing mm-hmm. and and doing blogging and speaking and that kind of stuff. So the way for me to be able to do that was to walk away from the big corporate, right? You know, on call twenty four seven kind of a job mm-hmm. and do something yeah. different, which has freed me up to do some of the other stuff. Wonderful, wonderful. What's the, what's the um. What's book number four going to be about? I know you got a couple coming up. Book number four. Let's see. Number four will be the next one coming out and it's getting really close. I just got the last, um, I just got the last, uh, I don't know what it's called. Proof, I guess. The last proof of of all the illustrations. So I've got all the illustrations done. So now we're just going to be folding into the the text and the fonts and get it done. So we're really close. Um, and that one is called Arnie's Light, and it's going to be about a firefly mm-hmm. whose light isn't quite as bright as everyone else's. Oh, Arnie. So he's kind of teased and bullied, and but uh, Jewel, his friend Jewel, comes alongside him, and mm-hmm. you know the light of two fireflies is enough. Ah, it's about friendship. Unless you're like my dad, because back in the sixties they capture him and and he would you know squeeze them and kill them and put them, make a, make a ring out of them. Careful now. <laughs> not now because they're not really, I don't know if they're in danger, but they're not as popular as they were back in the sixties. But I gave yeah. him a hard time about that. I said, dad, I think they're in danger now because of you, you know, I used to make a, it's his fault. Yeah, it is pretty much. Yeah. I can play him. <laughs> turned 97 last week, so I can't give him too much hard time. Um, all right. So that's about friendship. Um, Give me more. I love these themes. It's good okay. To, okay. So I'll, Go ahead. I'll run them. I'll run down them really quick. Yeah. So the first one is why is there an elephant in my basement? Excuses and accountability. We talked mm-hmm. about that one. Second one is called little white flies uh-huh. and it's taken from the expression. It's just a little white lie. So it's about white a candy. Flies. It sounds like it's racist. I'm not sure about that. Is that, not is quite. that fly, fly privilege? Little, <laughs> little white flies? No, little white flies. And it's about Piper the pig who has a little bit of an honesty problem. He's kind Mm -hmm. of like just the little white lie king. Uh And so the book kind of goes through what happens when you tell a lot of little white lies and people kind of, and you start gathering little white flies when you tell Mm -hmm. a little white lie. And so pretty soon people don't really want to hang out with him anymore because he's gathering white flies. And so in the end, he kind of figures it out and yeah. apologizes and kind of changes, kind, kind, kind of changes his MO. See, that is so much more pleasant than the little boy who cried wolf and got eaten, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. A little bit I'm pretty yeah. sure I wasn't thinking that when I wrote it, though. Oh, I don't, I'm not saying that. No, I'm there's kidding. a common theme and everything. Everything's a hero's journey, but I'm just saying that's, that <laughs> made me think of that. But like, yeah, he told a little, yeah. you know, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, and all of a sudden, well, okay. Yeah. I, believe him. I think he got eaten, but I don't know. Okay, so we have uh, accountability and lying. What else we got? Next one is called I Am Beautiful Too. Right now, that's my favorite. And it's about a white peacock who doesn't think he's beautiful because he's white. So he's white peacocks are literally white birds. They're not albino peacocks. They're white birds. In in reality. In reality. And they are stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. So when you hear, so here's your homework. When you get a minute, look up a white peacock. They are beautiful. So his name is Albie and he goes through the zoo and he thinks everybody's beautiful, but he just doesn't think he's beautiful. 
And so he's always wishing to be more beautiful. And so mm-hmm. something happens. And every time he sees a, a somebody that he thinks is beautiful, he starts taking on some of their color. And pretty soon he's just a hot mess. He's just a hot mess. And he goes to the white snow owl and he says, you know, I wanted to be beautiful, but look at me. I don't look anything like myself anymore. And the white owl says, but Albie, you're most beautiful when you're just you. Right. And so he kind of thinks about it and ponders it. And he goes back to the wishing lake and he sees his reflection and he's Uh, turned back to white. And he says, I am beautiful beautiful." So See, that, that reminds me of the Dr. Seuss book with the, the Gertrude. <laughs> Sorry. Remember the Gertrude one where she started taking all the feathers because she didn't have enough feathers. She had one little one. She puts all these feathers on then she gets so heavy she couldn't fly. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So that one is my favorite. That uh-huh. one is just, it's just, I think, and it's fun that Albie is a boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I think that's, I think that's something that's really kind of noteworthy because we think right. that this not feeling beautiful is just women. And that is absolutely not true. You know, we're all looking for this acceptance and we're all looking to, for the peer pressure and crumbling under it. And it's not just, it's just not little girls. It's everybody. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one too. That's really important. Especially if they're with the ages, but there's always that awkward age where you're like, you know, you you definitely don't look attractive when you're going through puberty. Sometimes (laughs) it's just, this is talk about hot mess, right? Right. Um, they turn out great. My son was like really awkward. He was like 12. Now he looks, looks like a Hollywood actor. He's, he's Same. gorgeous. So. Same. But he was gorgeous before to be fair. He's right? gorgeous on the inside though. That's right. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's the, so those are, so Albie was number three that yeah. um, I'm beautiful too. The next one coming out will be Arnie's light. And then yeah. 2023. Yeah. 2023. Three will will be um, Dragon Breath. It's going to be called is there Dragon. A white dragon. I'm just wondering because we got like white lies and white peacocks. Is is a dragon white also? No, he's not. Kidding. He's not going to be. He's not. He it, it all has to do with dragon fruit. Did you know that dragon fruit is what keeps dragons from having fiery breath? Did you know that? No, but I love the taste of it. I had it when I was in Asia. So, so what's that to be about? So that book is yeah, about. Treating meanness with kindness. Oh, I love that one a lot. That's good. Yeah. So there you go. Because yeah. I think I had both sides of that as a kid. Sometimes I was picked on. And then later I was a, I was a picker, you know, depending what yeah. age you're talking there. I look back on it and I'm God, what a jerk. I, some of the things I did, it was really bad. You know? So, you know? Yeah. And I remember this one girl in school. She got bullied so much. She committed suicide. It was really um, serious, Aww. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was a real wake-up call. And that was high school, right? High school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important topics you're you're doing here. I really, really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. So what's what's next? Have you thought about number six yet or just those first next two? Come on now. Actually, actually, I've got uh, – yeah, I actually have more. I have uh, – I definitely have more. But, you know – We'll have to talk about those at another time. One at a time. I That's give away all my secrets. See, you know good marketing. You know you tell them good <laughs> stuff and then you tease them for later. I actually Nothing have like 10. That. I actually have 10 written. Don't tell so, me. Save I'm them not later. telling you. Put it in the, in the show notes below, folks, you'll see a bunch of links to her, her blog and her books there, right? So are the books available on your website or Amazon or both? Or They are. They're, they're available on Amazon. They're also available on my website, www.com. 
dot Lori D Grant, which is L O R R I E D G R A N T dot com. That's where my right. website is. That's where my blog is. Great. And I'm going to encourage people to buy it directly from you versus Amazon. So you keep all the money. How about that? Well, and, they, and all they have to do is tell me who they want me to sign it to. And I can, you know, sign copy. How fun is that for a little kid to get a book and open it up and it says yeah. to Janie, love Lori. Of course, if it's a, a peacock one, I take like a like a, a chicken foot and put it in ink and then put that on there like the like the peacock signed it. No, would you? Know. Would you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The greatest thing about kids is you get when they're young, not when they're like, you know, nine, but when they're a little younger than that, I had so much fun just making stuff up and they go, oh, really, daddy? You know, they just believe whatever you say. It's yeah. With little people well, and, and i think what makes these books special is as i said at the kind of at the very beginning you know well let's take little white let's let's take little white flies for example yeah. when you get to the end of the book you can talk about honesty right and it's all open because it's like the book talks about it but you can still relate it to them without yeah, having without, to be a heavy mm -hmm. conversation yeah without being accusatory you can just talk like right. a third person well, here's what happened to them right. what do you think about that Right. Well, bad idea. And then I would say, well, you know, I remember I made a, a white lie once and, you know, it survived for about six months and it came out like they always do. And right. that would be a good conversation with kids. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so it's, really it's good. really, it's really been fun. I, and that's, I mm -hmm. think what I enjoy the most about it. And on the back of each book, I ask a question to the reader. So okay. in, in little white flies, um, there's a, a, a sentence that goes through all the way yeah. through the book that says, you know, that he said with a sigh. And, and so the back of it says, is there a little white fly causing you to sigh? And so it even gives you like a prompt. Ah, yes. Love it. If you want it. I, I love poetry. One of my favorite kids books was, I forgot the author, but they wrote the, um, the legend, legend of Pecos Bill. And it was this beautiful, like 30 pages of rhymes gather on folks. The tale needs telling it's time that the tale be told. Come listen, if you will, about Pecos Bill in the winter of the bone deep cold. Now the babe bounced out of the wagon back while the, the family was bumping out west. And a year passed by till they wondered why there was so much room for the rest. That's about as far as I memorize. A whole I bunch love of, it. I, you know, you have these things where you say, if you're stranded on a desert island, which, which book would you bring? Like, that would be the one I brought. I would bring because it was beautifully illustrated. It yeah. rhymed. It was a fun story for kids. You know, it was just good times. And that's, and that's the thing about kids books is they really, yeah. they are really pretty They're you know, they're, right. and you've got all different levels, all yeah. different levels, especially in self-publishing, you have all different levels. So right. it's kind of fun. Love it. Love it. Lori Grant here in the house uh, website. One more time, Lori, for those who don't want to click on the thing below, I just want to hear you say sure. it. Go ahead. And website is www.loriedgrant and it's l-o-r-r-i-e-d-g-r-a-n-t.com all right thank you so much i appreciate having the show today and Thanks. uh keep, keep writing those books it sounds like very good topic. Do. okay thank you so good. much okay you bet that's our show today on the author brand show i'm your host don't forget to click on her books below and subscribe to the show we got some free goodies for you have a good one